Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can come together today to sing praise to your name. And Lord, as the song says, we gather together today to ask the Lord's blessing. We do ask, Father, indeed you would bless us today through the ministry of your word. Lord, we pray that as we come to your word, that our eyes will be opened to its truth, that our hearts will be warmed by its understanding, that, Father God, you'd guide us we study your word together on this our special day, our Thanksgiving Sunday. We do pray, Lord God, that you would exalt your holy name in our midst today. Give me wisdom, I pray, from on high, that I might lift you up, that I might exalt you. Lord, we might leave this place this day saying hallelujah because we have such a wonderful and great God. Father, we thank you for this day. Bless our time together now we pray around your word. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. When I was a young boy back in England, it seems like an eternity ago now, but when I was a young boy back in England some 50-odd years ago, each year in September, the churches would hold their annual harvest festival. Offerings of fruit and vegetables were placed around the pulpit for a thanks service. People take great pride in decorating the churches. In fact, I can remember in the church that I went to, the decorations were, were elaborate. They would take fruit and they would make them into pictures of things and, and all sorts of things. They'd go all out for Harvest uh, Festival Sunday. And, uh, you know, the churches would often keep, uh, rather the people of the church would often keep their uh, best of the harvest for the festival. The front of the church would be decorated with vases full of autumn leaves, berries and flowers, and special tables were set around to hold the offerings that the people bring. There were pumpkins and there were cabbages, baskets of fruit and vegetables of all kind. Sometimes even the window ledges uh, in the churches were used to display the results of the harvest. And uh, it was spectacular. I mean, as a child, I, I, can still, I still can envision it now and think about it. it was, uh, in our church, there was uh, window ledges. It was an old building and they, they would decorate the window ledges in the front of the church. It was just unbelievable. Uh, the, the extent that people went to for Harvest Festival. And people also came to church to say prayers and to give thanks unto God by way of singing and praising Him. At the end of the service, the produce was then that was left behind by the people would be taken and sent to the sick and the needy. History tells us how the Harvest Festival was held as a way of thanking God for a good harvest, that was what would happen back in the early days. The traditional harvest festival in churches in England today, however, had its start in 1843 by a man by the name of Vicar Robert Stephen Hawker of uh, Mortonstow in Cornwall. He invited all of his parishioners to gather together to give thanks for the harvest. The event drew a large congregation who found their church decorated with fruit and flowers of what was the first modern harvest festival. Now, we don't have a harvest festival here in our church, nor do I know of any, many churches in Australia that actually have harvest festivals. I think that's a very British thing to do. We don't have a harvest festival. But 30 years ago, we did start having, in conjunction with our church anniversary, what we've called a Thanksgiving service with our Thanksgiving offering. And each anniversary Sunday, we decided to take the time to thank God for our church. 
and the blessings he's bestowed upon us over the last 12 months. And to do this, we decided all those years ago to borrow an idea from the Harvest Festival and turn it into a Thanksgiving service with our Thanksgiving offering, which consists of the food parcels brought here today. And after the service, the Thanksgiving offering, just like the produce from the Harvest Festival, will be given to those in need. And the reality is that we, on our Thanksgiving Sunday, our anniversary Sunday, we have much to thank the Lord for. And with that in mind, I want us to consider this morning the matter of Thanksgiving. Here in Psalm 75 and just verse 1 is what we want to look at today. As we consider the wondrous works of God and lift our voice in thanksgiving, as we remember God on this Thanksgiving Sunday, I want us to have a look at this first verse of Psalm 75. Note the psalmist says, Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. The psalmist here is speaking on behalf of the congregation. He says, Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. He's speaking on behalf of the children of Israel, the congregation. In effect, what the psalmist does is he leaves the congregation in thanksgiving for God's wondrous works. This took place either when David and his men were delivered from Saul and returned back to the kingdom, or by the Jews upon their return from Babylonian captivity. We don't really know. We do know it's a psalm of Asaph, but we're not sure what the event is that they're committing here in this psalm. But we are sure that the praises of this psalm, the thanksgiving of this psalm, was to God for who he is and for his works. Note, it says, Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. The we here is the people. We give thanks. The psalm was designed for public use. This was a psalm that was to be Given that the congregation would come together and together they would praise God as a congregation. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. And that's what we're doing today. We've come together to give thanks to the God. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. We want to express our thanksgiving to God today for his graciousness to us, for all that he's done for us. And this thanksgiving offering is part of that. Publicly, they would declare their thanks God. And that's also, it says, unto thee, O God. It's unto thee. It's not unto us. It's unto thee, O God. It's unto us because we're helpless. It's unto God. And the word for God here is Elohim. Unto thee, O God. The one who hears our cry, the one who replies the taunts of our enemies, the one who supplies our needs. Unto thee, O God. Do we give thanks? Your true worship of God centers not on us. This is not about us today. We're not, we, when we celebrate our church anniversary, we're not celebrating what we have done, how we've managed to get through 31 years, what we've achieved. It's not about us. It's about the Lord. It's not about our personal needs. It's about the Lord. It's not about our felt needs. It's about the Lord. This is all about who God is and what God's done. We're thanking Him. We come to worship, we come to render thanksgiving and praise unto God, unto Thee. We give thanks to God for who He is. 
We give thanks to God for his glorious attributes. We give thanks to God for his wondrous works. If you go on to Psalm 77, Asaph writing a psalm again. In verse 12, he picks up this theme. He says, I'll meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. In Psalm 107, if you would please, Psalm 107 and verse 8. Psalm 107 and verse 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And verse 15. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. That's why we come together today. We come to give thanks to God. And as believers, we should give thanks unto God for the Lord Jesus Christ and for the blessings of grace through him. You know, you and I, today as we come together, we can thank him for our salvation. That ought to cause you and I to rejoice and give thanks unto thee, O God, for the gracious salvation that is ours, and give thanks unto God for all that he has done for us. To give thanks for his person, to give thanks for his works. And as you and I meditate upon the person and the work of God and the personal work of the Lord Christ, it ought to cause you and I to be moved into thanksgiving. You and I ought to rejoice in all that God's done for us. Give thanks unto God for all, for he is our all. You know, we're 31 years old this year as a church, and we have much to give thanks to the Lord for, not the least that we're still here after 31 years. You know, that's an act of the grace of God. That's an act of the mercy of God. That's an act of God's power. The fact that 31 years on, we still exist, we're still standing, is something to praise God for. And God's still blessing us. Today is our Thanksgiving Sunday, for it's good to give thanks to God. Go to Psalm 92, please. Psalm 92. The psalmist in Psalm 92 and verse 1 says, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. The word good here is, it carries the idea of beautiful, it's pleasant. It's beautiful, it's pleasant to give thanks unto God. You know, there's something wonderful about praising God. You know, I was preparing this sermon this week, I thought, wow, this is one of those good sermons. Uh, it's, it's a praise sermon. Uh, nobody really can get upset with the pastor when he just gives thanks to God, surely. You know, uh, it's one of those times whereby it, it really is a good time to preach because it's all about him and it's a good thing it's a beautiful thing it's a pleasant thing to give thanks to god i love it when i get to preach positively like this it's a good thing give thanks unto him we should give thanks for his mercies whether they be temporal or whether they be spiritual but we should give thanks to god for his mercies to us for jesus christ for salvation and of course, the gospel, because it's good to do so. 
you know, and it's good to do so, for this is the will of God for you and I, that we should give thanks in everything. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. The psalmist says, Unto thee, O Lord, do we give thanks. He also says, It's good to give thanks. And then we're told in Thessalonians that this is the will of God for you and I, that we give thanks. Somebody said, it is due unto him that is reasonable service. It is well-pleasing unto God through Christ. It is, ple it is pleasant work for the saints and is profitable unto them. And therefore, we should never neglect thanksgiving. Revelation chapter 11 and verse 17 says, We give thanks, we give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come. Because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. There's a day coming where you and I will give thanks to God. Perpetually, continually. You know, when we get to glory, we're going to burst forth into praise. We're going to sing those great hymns, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and glory and wisdom and majesty. You and I are going to join with the heavenly host praising God. Beloved, you and I now today ought to give thanks unto God. Seek to give thanks unto him for his goodness towards us. Because God has been good to us. And note secondly, the psalmist repeats himself. He says, unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks. Unto thee is in italics and so what he says is, under thee, O God, do we give thanks? Do we give thanks? You know, thanksgiving is repeated here to signify that this is a continual public acknowledgement of God's goodness. The goodness of God that he shows towards you and I is to be a continual, uh, we are to continually acknowledge that with thanksgiving. And the word thanks is interesting. You know, the word thanks means to throw. To throw. Because they're releasing. Well, that was an interesting word. Thanks. We're to release the praise. We're to throw it forth. You know, this is not an idea of you just keep the praise to yourself, you know, and you just keep it inside and thanks God, you know. This is about we let it out. That we, we give thanks to God for it. We get, you know, overly charismatic about it, but then we get excited about it. We throw it out, throw it forth. See, this is a public declaration of a wonderful works of the Lord. It may be rendered unto thee, do we confess? This is a public confession of our thanksgiving to God. That you and I are confessing our unworthiness to receive his grace and his mercy and his favours towards us. That you and I confess his grace and his goodness. That you and I confess how wonderful it is that God has bestowed upon us that which we don't deserve. You and I are here today by the grace of God and the grace of God alone. And if it wasn't for Calvary, you and I would have nothing to celebrate. But we're here today. Because of all that God's done for us, we ought to throw forth the praise. 
give thanks unto God. And also the repetition makes this emphatic. The idea is that the occasion was one of special thanksgiving. So whatever it is that they're celebrating here, whether this is the return of David and his soldiers back to the kingdom after the defeat of Saul, or whether this is to do with the return of Israel, Judah from Babylon in captivity, whichever one it is, or whether it's something other again, the point of the matter is that this is a time of special praise, of special thanksgiving. And as I was thinking about today and praying about today, you know, I don't often get to preach at church anniversary. We usually get a guest preacher in and we're doing that tonight, but we didn't have one for this morning. So it fell to me to do it. I was thinking about what to preach about today. And I, I, I was laying on my heart to do something on Thanksgiving and particularly about the Thanksgiving Sunday. And I started reading all the Psalms that had to do with Thanksgiving and there's a lot of them. And uh, I, read all, I read all of them uh, uh, during the week to try and uh, settle upon a psalm. And then I came upon this psalm. Uh, and this, this was designated as a, as a psalm of special thanksgiving at a special event or over a special event. And I thought, well, there you are. That's Thanksgiving Sunday, isn't it? It's appropriate for today. For today is a special day of thanksgiving. It's our 31st anniversary. And that surely is just cause to praise God and give thanks to God. In fact, we should give thanksgiving again and again. We need to throw it forth. Praise God. Give thanks unto him. Somebody said gratitude is ingratitude. For infinite goodness, there should be measureless thanks. There should be no limit to our praise, no limit to our thanksgiving, no limit to our, our willing to, willingness to acknowledge the goodness, the greatness of God, no limit to the extent to which we thank Him for all that He's done for us. We're here today as a church not because of our faithfulness, but because of God's faithfulness. Today is a day of thanksgiving because great is thy faithfulness if it wasn't for God's faithfulness we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God's goodness we wouldn't be here this is all about his faithfulness Lamentations 3 22 and 23 says it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not they are new every morning great is thy faithfulness that's the great song isn't it great is thy faithfulness morning by morning I sing under thee great is thy faithfulness we're going to sing that to close the service today great is thy faithfulness we're able to celebrate our 31st anniversary today because of our God and his faithfulness to us and if that doesn't cause you and I to lift up our voices in praise and thanksgiving what will? You know, it's a powerful reason for giving thanks. The faithfulness of our God. Unto thee, O Lord. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks. Then notice what he says. Not that thy name, for that thy name is near 
for that thy name is near. Now the, the word that's in italics, so you could read it. For thy name is near. It's an interesting phrase. For literally it says, near is thy name. In other words, the name of God is near. That's his name. You know, the name of God is God. The name of God is Jehovah. The name of God is near. And the whole point here is that God is at hand to answer our prayers and to do great wonders. And we should therefore adore him. We should therefore praise him. We should therefore give thanks unto him. For he is a very present deity. He is near. He's near in name because he's near in action. The use of thy name here instead of one of his other names like Elohim or Jehovah or Adonai is that God's name is synonymous not rather as a synonym say that in a hurry for God's personal presence in other words it's substituted for him because that's what God is and speaking about the character of God the very attribute of God God is near he's a very present help the Hebrew places emphasis here on thy name it's been understood that it's speaking of God himself. His name is near. He himself is near. God is near unto us. You know, we don't have a distant God somewhere up there in the universe. You know, there was a song many years ago, you know, God is watching you from a distance. I mean, every time I heard that song, I used to think to myself, well, that's just not true. He's not watching me from a distance. He's very near. He's very present. He is here with us. He's here in our midst. He promised that where two or three gather together in my name, there am I in the midst. He's here. He's near. He's our God who's close by. We're not distant. He's personal. Psalm 46. Please, Psalm 46. And verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. He's a very present help in trouble. When God's people call upon the Lord, you and I can know that he will hear us because he's near us. And you and I can and should thank the Lord that he's always at hand to help us. And you and I should be moved to sing forth his praise and tell others about his wondrous works. We give thanks for his name is near. He himself is near to his people. He himself is our father. He himself is standing near unto us, a very present help in a time of trouble. He is our strength and shield. Or as Psalm 46 and verse 1 where we were earlier, earlier says, God is our refuge and our strength. Psalm 28 verse 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusteth, trusted in him and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth and with my song I will praise him. The psalmist says, my heart greatly rejoices because he's my strength and my shield. 
Beloved, you and I today can give thanks unto God for who he is. His name is near. He's speaking of his works and his word, by which he is known and by which he is made manifest unto us. He is near. Somebody said, his works which are throughout the earth and near at hand, and his word which is nigh, being in the mouths and the hearts of his people. Today we come to give thanks unto Almighty God for his works and for his word. For his works and his word reveal him to us, and his works and his words are mighty and blessed. And you and I come today to give thanks unto God for all that he has done for us. From giving us his word to giving us his son to giving us all that we have as a church. But God wants us to bring our burdens to him and seek his help. Worship begins with getting our eyes off our circumstances and focusing them on the almighty God. And you and I have a wonderful and very personal God and therefore we ought to lift our voice in thanksgiving. We should lift our eyes from our circumstances and lift our eyes from our troubles of life and look at him, focus on him, give thanks unto him and give thanks for his name. Because his name is near. We're the very present help in a sign of trouble. We read earlier in Psalm 92 and verse 1 that it is good to give thanks. The psalm goes on to say, and to sing praises under thy name, O Most High. It's good to give thanks, and it's good to sing praises unto, the, unto thy name. The psalmist says, Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks. For thy name is, uh, for, thy, uh, for that thy name is near or near is thy name. And the psalmist goes on then in Psalm 92 to say that you and I, ought, it's good that we sing praises unto thy name. His name is a name that's above every name. And when we sing those great songs about holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, or we sing about guide us, oh, that great Jehovah, and we sing about his name, we're exalting his name because his name is above all names, and it ought to be exalted, it ought to be praised, and it's good that you and I sing praises unto his name. It's a name that speaks of his majesty. It's a name that speaks of his glory. It's a name that speaks of his holiness and his wisdom. It's a name that is above all names. It speaks of his preeminence over all of his creatures. It speaks of his power. It speaks of his greatness. And therefore, the highest praise and the loudest thanksgiving is due to his name. And what a name. In Psalm 92 and verse 1 it says, And to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. What a name, O Most High. Think about the names of God. Elohim, Adonai, Yahweh, the Most High, 
El Shaddai, and so it goes on. Think about the names of God and how descriptive they are. And here's another one, O Most High. His name is near, and his name is O Most High. I read this this week. We sing not of a hidden God who sleeps and leaves the church to her fate, but of one who is ever in our darkest days is most near. A very present help in trouble, near is his name. Baal is on a journey, but Jehovah dwells with his people. I love that last phrase. Jehovah dwells with his people. He's near. Glory be unto God, whose deeds of grace and mercy show forth his majesty and his glory. And all such testimonies of the name of God should bring you and I to a place where we praise him, we give thanks unto him, and we honor him, and we glory him, even to the end of the world. We should be moved to give thanks unto the Lord, for near is his name. Then the last phrase. Thy wondrous works declare. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks. For thy name is near, thy wondrous works declare. You know, there are many wondrous works which God does for his people that can truly be called wondrous works. And these wondrous works declare the fact that his name is near. These are works that are quite beyond our expectation. These are works that are quite beyond our comprehension. These are God's miraculous works. And every time God does something miraculous, God demonstrates to you and I that his name is indeed near and thanks belongs unto God. In fact, the last phrase of this verse really is the summation of this, this whole beginning verse of the psalm. In fact, Asaph could have finished the psalm here and he said everything he wanted to say because this is a mighty verse. Thy wondrous works, they declare thy name. If you want to go back to Psalm 74, which is also written by Asaph, he says in verse 1, O God, why hast thou cast us off forever? Why dost thou anger smoke against the sheep of thy pasture? Remember thy congregation, which thou hast purchased of old, the rod of thine inheritance, which thou hast redeemed, this Mount Zion, wherein thou hast dwelt. Lift up thy feet unto the perpetual desolations, even all that the enemy hath done wickedly in the sanctuary. Thine enemies roar in the midst of the congregation. They set up there ensigns for signs. A man was famous according as he had lifted up axes upon the thick trees. And now they break down the carved work. There of at once with axes and hammers they have cast fire into the sanctuary. Thou hast defiled by casting down the dwelling place of thy name to the ground. They said in their hearts, let us destroy them together. They have burned all the synagogues of God in the land. 
we see not a sign and there is no more any prophet neither is there among us any that knoweth how long O god how long shall the adversary approach shall the enemy blaspheme thy name why withdrawest thy hand that thy hand even thy right hand pluck it out of thy bosom for god is the king of old working salvation in the midst of the earth let us divide the sea by the strength thou breakest the heads of the dragons in the waters thou breakest the heads of the leviathan in pieces thou gavest him to the meat uh, to the people inhabiting the wilderness thou didst cleave the fountain and the flood thou driest up mighty rivers the day is uh, is thine the night also is thine Thou hast prepared the light and the sun. Thou hast set all the borders of the earth. Thou hast made summer and winter. Remember this, that the enemy has reproached O Lord, and that the foolish people have blasphemed thy name. O deliver not the soul of thy turtle dove. Under the multitude of the wicked, forget not the congregation of the poor, thy poor forever. Have respect unto the covenant, for the dark places of the earth are full of the inhabitations of cruelty. O let not thy... The oppressed return a shame. Let the poor and the needy praise thy name. Arise, O God, plead thine own cause. Remember how the foolish man reproached thee daily. Forget not the voice of thine enemies. The tumult of those that rise up against thee increases continually. Asaph starts his psalm out really discouraged because of the condition of the people. And then he starts to remind God about who he is. And I don't know whether he wrote Psalm 75 directly after he wrote Psalm 74, but verse 1 kind of leads on from Psalm 74 when he says, Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks, for thy name is near thy wondrous works, which is just declared in Psalm 74. Thy wondrous works declare. You know, as a church, we've seen many such wondrous works over 31 years. Works like the, this very building we sit in today. This is a miracle of Almighty God. We could not have had this building if God had not worked a miracle. We were removed from the building we were meeting in. We had nowhere to go. And there was, we were told about this building and we thought we might be able to rent it and we went to see the owners, which was the Anglican church here in town about the building only to find it was up for sale and we had no money and we prayed about it believing the Lord wanted us to get it we took up a love offering and we had smaller numbers in those days even than now we took up a love offering the building was worth $60,000 and we raised $67,000 in a love offering paid cash for the building and bought a bus as well this is a miracle of God. When we came here, the building needed painting and God got it painted for us for free. Needed new gutters and that got done for free. Needed carpet for the building, God provided that for free. Back in those early days, 30 years ago, this, this was a miracle of God and it's been continually a miracle of God. You and I all know the testimony of how we got a new roof for the building. Free of charge. In fact, the man who was putting the roof on, uh, actually paid us for the privilege of doing it. We ended up with more money in the bank when he'd finished than when he started. 
which meant we had money spare, so we ended up being able to raise some extra money. We laid carpet in here, and we put some carpet over there. God enabled, God provided that building for us. He provided the block of land on the back for us. The bus we have at the moment came because, you know, we were going to camp. Scott rode it through, drove it through uh, some floodwaters, which shouldn't have caused a problem, did cause a problem. We got the insurance payout on the bus, and we were able to buy a new bus, and it didn't cost us that much. We, we have testimony after testimony, beloved, of the goodness of God towards us. We are indeed a standing miracle to the glory of God. And the wondrous works of God declare the nearness of his name. Even here at Clarence Valley Baptist Church, the very works of God, the wondrous works of God declare the nearness of his name. God is a very present help. To show that he is himself at hand. He is nigh unto us. He is ready and waiting to show himself to us by his mighty power. It's been said, thy marvelous doings constitute the foundation of praise. It's true, isn't it? The things that God does, the wondrous works of God, the very, very person of God, the very name of God, those things are the very foundation of praise. If you and I as believers cannot praise God for all that God has done for us, from our salvation to our day-to-day -day provision, then we certainly... I'm missing the point, aren't we? There's something wrong. The marvelous doings of the Lord for us constitute the foundation for our thanksgiving today. And truly, the wondrous works of the Lord do indeed show His glory. Go back to Psalm 92, please. Again, Psalm 92, this time verse 4. Pick it up again in verse 1 and read the context. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praise unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psaltery and upon the harp with a solemn sound. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy works. If we can't get glad today, when we consider the Lord, we consider all that he's done for us, then, beloved, there's something wrong. The wonderful works done by him, our salvation, our justification, our reconciliation, our redemption, our forgiveness, just to name a few, ought to turn our hearts to thanksgiving. When God's wondrous works declare the nearness of his name, it is our duty to give thanks again and again and again. Thanks to his name. As we reflect today upon 31 years of ministry here in Grafton, we've seen the hand of God at work and truly he is worthy of our thanks and praise.
Now this may not be Harvest Sunday. May not be quite as lavish and flash as the Harvest Sundays they were when I was a child. And, uh, you know, and it's not that Harvest Sunday like that. But the sentiment's the same. We have come together today to give thanks unto God for what he's done. In a practical way, we wanted to give these food parcels today in order that we can show God practically we thank him. We can never give to him sufficient to repay him. But we want to say this to him. All that he has done for us. Let's today give thanks unto God for his name and his wondrous works. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for this psalm. And Father, we do give thanks unto thee, O God, for thy name is near, thy wondrous works declare. We thank you, Father God, that your miracles and your works and your grace towards us, the church, declare, Father God, for all to see your wondrous, glorious name. Father, may we indeed give thanks unto thee, for great is thy faithfulness. Bless as we close now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.